Welcome to the Partcast series, episode 56, part 1. Parents with Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, Child Welfare Involvement. The Partcast series brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archives. This podcast is the first of a three-part series about families led by a parent or parents who have intellectual disabilities. This first podcast reviews the literature about these families' child welfare involvement. Introduction People with Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, IDD, have a long history of experiencing discrimination and prejudice, especially with regard to creating families and raising children. Until recently, people with IDD were routinely prevented from forming families through widespread involuntary sterilization and or institutionalization. Although people with disabilities have since gained rights, including recognition of their fundamental human right to parenthood, Negative societal assumptions about parenting with intellectual disabilities still exist. In addition, these families have a high likelihood of experiencing additional barriers to parenting, such as poverty, health issues, and social isolation. They also have a higher likelihood of having experienced sexual abuse themselves than their peers without intellectual disabilities. Key definitions. Intellectual disability. ID. Intellectual disability is a condition that starts early in life, often at or before birth, involving both low intellectual abilities, or low IQ, and daily living skill deficits, for example, communication skills, self-care skills, etc. Intellectual disability has replaced previous terms such as mental retardation. Learning disability, or learning difficulties. In the UK, these terms are used synonymously with intellectual disability. However, this is not the case in Canada and the USA. In North America, learning disability commonly refers to a specific learning disorder. Unlike an intellectual disability, a specific learning disorder is a condition where a person has average or above average overall intelligence, but demonstrates significant difficulties in one or more specific academic skill areas, like reading or math. Developmental or Neurodevelopmental Disabilities, DD. This is an umbrella term that describes a group of conditions beginning early in life that impair the development of personal, social, academic, and or occupational skills. Intellectual disability is a type of developmental disability, but this term also describes conditions that may not necessarily involve intellectual impairment like ADHD or autism spectrum disorder. Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, IDD This is a preferred term in recent publications and discussions, especially in Canada and the USA. ITD is used synonymously with intellectual disability. To use strengths-based language, it is preferable to discuss ITD in relation to specific support requirements instead of IQ-dependent severity levels like mild, moderate, severe, profound. Research Questions This podcast will review the available literature on the child welfare involvement of families led by a parent or parents with IDD. The following two questions will guide the remainder of this review. 1. How often are families led by a parent with intellectual disabilities involved in the child welfare system? 2. In which ways is parental IDD associated with child welfare decision making? How often are parents with intellectual disabilities involved in the child welfare system? FAQs. 
How common is parental intellectual disability overall? How common is parental intellectual disability within child welfare investigations? Methods matter. This is an occurrence question, specifically a question of incidence rate, how often a phenomenon occurs within a given period. Longitudinal studies and cross-sectional research designs can answer these questions. Longitudinal studies determine patterns by following people over time, where cross-sectional studies, like surveys, provide a snapshot at one point in time. The relationship between parents with IDD and the child welfare system has often been described as problematic. Research consistently shows that parents with IDD are overrepresented within the child welfare system. According to the 2012 Canadian Survey on Disability, 0.6% of people aged 15 years or older in Canada have a developmental disability. Parents with intellectual disabilities are a subgroup within this group. Child welfare involvement rates. Despite representing less than 1% of the population, parents with cognitive impairments, which is a proxy for intellectual disability, were involved in more than 10% of the maltreatment investigations in Canada in 2003. In a study using data from the Canadian Incident Study of Reported Child Abuse and Neglect, CIS 2003, researchers found that parents with IDD were overrepresented at all decision points in the child welfare service continuum. This rate of overrepresentation increased as services became more intensive. In the period of this study, 3,239 cases were transferred to ongoing services, in which parental IDD was noted in almost 20% of these cases, which is approximately 640 cases. Of the 417 cases that resulted in a court application in this study, parental IDD was noted in over 25% of these families. This incident rate was highest for parents with IDD who had young children. Examining the child maltreatment investigations concerning the welfare of children aged 0 to 5 that resulted in a court application in this time period, about 40% of these cases involved a parent with cognitive impairments. Studies from countries outside of Canada also report similarly disproportionate rates of child welfare involvement. Thinking critically, why do you think that the child welfare involvement rates are as high as they are for parents with ITD? Out-of-home placement rates. Parents with IDD also have a very high likelihood of having their children placed in out-of-home care. Studies published in several countries between 2003 and 2016 found that children of parents with IDD were permanently removed from their parents' care in about 30 to 56% of cases. Analyses of care proceedings in England and Australia, for example, indicated that children of parents with IDD were permanently removed in 56 and 38% of cases, respectively. Another UK study found that of 127 children whose parents had IDD and were involved in court proceedings, about 75% of these children were placed in non-kin out-of-home care, with 42% of these of the decisions overall being permanent. That is, the children became wards of the state. Using a combination of administrative databases and community mapping, Researchers in Norway found that parental custody was terminated for 30 to 50% of children whose parents had IDD. In Germany, results of a nationwide study suggested that 43% of children born to parents with IDD were no longer living with their biological parents. This particular study, however, could not determine whether the out-of-home arrangements were voluntary, court-mandated, or due to other circumstances. Thinking Critically do these rates of out-of-home placement surprise you? 
Why or why not? In which ways is parental intellectual disability associated with child welfare decision making? FAQs. What are the child welfare outcomes for families led by a parent with intellectual disability? How did these outcomes compare to cases with parents who do not have these disabilities? Methods matter. This is an association question. It seeks to determine the factors that are related to a specific outcome. Correlational studies, systematic reviews, and randomized control trials are the most appropriate research designs for this method. As parents with ITD experience poor child welfare outcomes, including having their children placed in out-of-home care more often than other parents, researchers have begun to explore the reasons for this overrepresentation. Findings of these studies have demonstrated several ways in which parents with ITD experience disadvantage in child welfare proceedings. These poorer child welfare outcomes for parents with intellectual disabilities occur despite evidence that a. Children from these families are not necessarily at a higher risk for developmental challenges or maltreatment than their peers, and b. If parenting issues are present, there are effective interventions to remedy the deficits. To learn more about these topics, see Part 2 and 3 of Parents with Intellectual Disabilities Particle Series, respectively. Although child welfare interventions are sometimes necessary for these families, as they are with families of all backgrounds and characteristics, the widespread overrepresentation of parents with intellectual disabilities involved in the child welfare system is often discussed as a function of bias and inaccessibility at the systemic and decision-maker levels. Thinking critically. What are your initial feelings and reactions to hearing about bias within the child welfare system? Systemic factors. Researchers have discussed different ways in which parents with IDD might face heightened scrutiny from service providers in the broader community, as well as prejudicial treatment within the child welfare system. Some have suggested that this scrutiny may be due to an underlying assumption that intellectual disability is, by itself, evidence of parenting incapacity. Analyses of the Canadian Incidence Study, CIS 2003, suggests that the presence of parental IDD was the strongest predictor of workers filing for court action, even after researchers took socioeconomic and case factors into account. These researchers also found that workers chose court action over alternative dispute resolution, ADR, in the vast majority of cases. ADR was used much less frequently than what would typically be expected, despite this being a less intrusive, generally more preferred, approach to case resolution. Child Welfare Policies and Statutes Research has also shown that in some jurisdictions, parental intellectual disability can be considered direct evidence of incapacity. Lightfoot, Hill, and La Liberté found that as of 2005, most U.S. state statutes included language that allowed for parental rights to be terminated on the basis of parental disability. As most parents with IDD have disabilities in the mild or borderline range, and IQ is not a reliable predictor of parent capacity unless disabilities are more severe, intellectual disability should not be used as a determining factor for decisions in child welfare cases. Despite this, a study by Callow, Tahir, and Feldman found that parental IQ scores were routinely relied on as evidence in parenting capacity court cases. Language and Case Notes the language used by workers has been discussed as contributing to the marginalization of parents with IDD. In a study of court cases where parents lost custody of their children, 
Researchers argue that clinical case notes were used as a form of structural violence against families led by parents with IDD. Within cases of parents with IDD, but absent in cases of parents without disabilities, workers' notes included what the authors referred to as absurdities, non-pertinent information, like a cat lying on the bed, that by itself meant nothing, but together could be used to demonstrate a pattern of neglect. Accessibility Issues Barriers to communication may disadvantage parents with IDD in child welfare investigations. Using data from this Canadian incident study, researchers found that in investigations involving parents with IDD, parental non-cooperation, as perceived by the worker, was the strongest predictor of a worker making a court application to place the child in out-of-home care. Service providers may perceive parents with IDD as non-cooperative if parents miss meetings or do not comply with directions, when in fact the parents may struggle with planning or remembering to attend appointments. They may also lack transportation or misunderstand the worker's instructions if information was not presented in an accessible way. Thinking critically. What systemic level factors are acting as barriers for parents with disabilities within your organization? What could you or your organization do to make services for people with IDD more accessible? Decision-maker factors. Child welfare workers have been shown to make decisions about cases differently, depending on whether the parent has an intellectual disability or not. For example, Proctor and Azar found that when they gave child welfare workers identical case scenarios, with the only difference being that whether the parent was described as having an IDD or not, workers had different reactions to the case. In the scenarios involving parents with IDD, workers had stronger feelings of pity towards the parent and viewed the cases as higher risk. Workers' caseloads and number of years spent in the field may additionally impact decision-making regarding cases involving parents with IDD. Using Canadian data from the CIS 2003, researchers found that child welfare workers who had heavier caseloads were less likely to substantiate maltreatment reports in cases involving parents with intellectual disabilities. Also, workers with fewer years of related experience were more likely to keep the cases open, suggesting that inexperienced workers may potentially overestimate risk in these cases. Practice considerations. There are several actions that workers and other professionals can take to reduce the overrepresentation of parents with IDD in child welfare services. These include reflecting on biases, providing necessary accommodations and supports, connecting families to appropriate resources, and supporting policy and system-level changes. Details about these recommendations are provided below. Reflect on potential biases. Researchers have discussed several distinct biases that might influence child welfare decision-making. In order to minimize the impact of these biases and provide services appropriate to each family's needs, workers can reflect upon the following four areas. One, Presumed inevitability of maltreatment. In cases where there is no evidence of current maltreatment, workers should avoid assumptions that these children will necessarily experience maltreatment in the future. Although some parents with IDD need support to care for their children, many do not maltreat their children. 2. Presumed inevitability of poor child functioning. Similar to the belief about maltreatment, workers should be careful to avoid assumptions about the children's future developmental risks. As a group, children of parents with intellectual disabilities may have higher risks, but evidence of these risks is mixed and inconsistent. 
As individuals, there is a large range of diversity in functioning, and these children will not necessarily experience cognitive, behavioral, or other issues. For more information, see the Parents with Intellectual Disabilities Child Development Particle. 3. Misattribution of the Causes of Parenting Difficulties When parents with IDD experience difficulties, workers should take care to avoid over-attributing the cause of these issues to the parent's disability. It is important to also consider the social context, as difficulties can stem from experiences of poverty, inadequate housing, isolation, harassment, and inadequate or inappropriate supports. 4. Irremediable nature of parent difficulties. When considering the capacity of parents with IDD, workers should assess each parent on an individual basis. It is important to avoid assumptions about the parent's ability to learn based on their disability alone. As more than 30 years of research has shown, parents with IDD can and do improve their parenting skill set when provided appropriate programs. For more information about improving parenting skill or other parenting supports, see the Parents with Intellectual Disabilities Interventions and Supports Particle. Engaging in ongoing conscious reflection of biases can minimize the potential impact of these biases on decisions and outcomes for families led by parents with intellectual disabilities. Thinking Critically In your agency, have you seen any of these biases influence decisions involving cases with parents with intellectual disabilities? What are your beliefs about parents with intellectual disabilities? The biases mentioned above are especially important to consider in the context of intersectionality. As several researchers have noted, parents with intellectual disabilities from racialized or otherwise marginalized backgrounds may face additional discrimination. For example, Collings and colleagues analyzed child welfare outcomes for parents with IDD of Indigenous and non-Indigenous backgrounds. They found that, although parents in both groups experienced high rates of child removal, the Indigenous parents with IDD in this study were more likely to have their children permanently placed in out-of-home care than non-Indigenous parents with IDD. Provide accommodations and supports. Parents with intellectual disabilities may require a variety of supports to participate meaningfully in conversations with child welfare workers. These supports may include visual aids or communication supports to enhance understanding, specialist advocacy to represent the parent and help articulate the parent's perspective, supported decision-making to ensure parents are meaningfully included in case plans. In addition to making these accommodations available to parents, Workers should periodically check parents' understanding of changes required and other decisions throughout service provision. This can be done by asking parents to repeat or rephrase instructions, describe why the changes are being requested, and asking other details. Connect family to resources. Parents with intellectual disabilities may struggle to access basic resources that other parents take for granted, such as appropriate health care, housing, food, information about child development, and other necessities. Workers can assist parents with IDD to access these resources through appropriate referrals and connections. Parents with intellectual disabilities may also experience barriers to accessing appropriate parenting supports. Workers can seek out and refer parents to programs that are inclusive to parents with IDD. Support, Policy, and Practice Changes Professionals involved in child welfare services can positively impact outcomes 
by supporting changes to remove discriminatory policies and practices. Recommendations for specific changes include reducing both policy and practice reliance on diagnoses and IQ scores as evidence of parenting incapacity. Parental capacity should be assessed based on parenting histories and behavior, not IQ scores. Training workers to work with parents with IDD through competency-based training, both in general and on topics that specifically relate to the worker's job duties. Conclusion Parents with intellectual and developmental disabilities are overrepresented in child welfare proceedings, and their children are removed at alarmingly high rates. Systemic and decision-maker factors are likely to contribute to these outcomes. Workers can positively support families led by parents with intellectual disabilities by reflecting on their own personal biases, providing appropriate accommodations and supports, connecting families to basic resources, and encouraging changes in policy and practice. Further information about supporting parents with intellectual disabilities can be found in the other two research reviews in the Parents with Intellectual Disabilities Particle Series. You have been listening to the Partcast series, episode 56, part 1, Parents with Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, Child Welfare Involvement. The Partcast series is produced by Practice and Research Together, a Canadian membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information on today's episode or other episodes in the Partcast series, please visit www.partcanada.org.